Welcome to Healthline 3, everyone. I'm Johnette Magner. Today we are talking to Dr. Jaya McSharma. She's the owner of Shed It Weight Loss Center on Shed Road in Bossier City. That's how I can always remember where it is because Shed It on Shed Road. <laughs> and Michelle Doolittle, who is a physician assistant who is also, I call her her right-hand person because together these two ladies are helping many overweight and obese people in this area who are wanting and needing to lose weight. And we're gonna be taking your calls throughout the 30 minute show. And as a reminder, please make sure when you call that you are in a quiet room with your TV turned all the way down before you call. Otherwise, it will be very difficult for you to hear. The number to call is 318-219-4569. And you are gonna see this phone number at the bottom of your screen throughout the show. Thank you for joining us. I am so excited about this conversation. So let's start by just talking about what it means to be obese and overweight. Aside from the not liking how you look, right. not liking how you feel, it is a serious medical condition. It is a serious medical condition. And, and, and at our clinic, we're all about promoting body positivity and self-love, but also the realism of based on your medical condition, based on the standards of your weight, what are you at risk for in life and how can we decrease the risks of those things while increasing your quality of life? So basically what it means to be obese or overweight uh, is calculating your BMI, which is a combination of knowing your height and your weight. Based on that guideline, I always stress it's a guideline, it's not the be all and end all. It can kind of give you more information about what category you fall in. So there's like overweight, obese, morbidly obese, uh, and of course normal and underweight at the beginning of, of that spectrum. So uh, it's easy, you could just Google BMI calculator, put in your height and weight and, and find out where you are. Don't freak out, again it's just a guideline, but it is a good way to kind of evaluate a starting point of how healthy you really are. Yes, because so often people will say, I'm, I, we don't really see ourselves right. necessarily in the way others see us and the way we really are. So that, that is a guideline where you can say, hey, look, here's what the number says. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Michelle, tell us what you do at Shed It. So uh, while Dr. Jaya is seeing patients elsewhere, I am the primary provider I'm basically her wing woman, her right hand, <laughs> her right hand man, yep. and I see um, patients almost all day, every day, to allow her to see patients elsewhere. So that really is the the crux of my job. But I'm not just a PA. I'm also an encourager, a handholder, a therapist, a cheerleader. So it's it's really so much more than just like a doctor's visit where you come in and I sit there and it, it's not just about here's my problem and then it's counseling. It's so much more than that. I develop relationships with the patients, they trust me and then they open up to me and then we're able to get really to the heart of why the weight gain occurred and what can we do to make it better, what options do we have and it's not always about a medicine. Sometimes they open up to me about things and say I was terrified before this visit but I've never talked about this before and then I learned something about these people they've never opened up about before and then it allows both Dr. Jaya and I to take even better care of them because we're aware of why the problem exists. 
So one of the things that I, I know about both of you is that you have been open and honest about your own personal journey. Absolutely. To lose weight and become a, a better, healthier you. Yeah. Um, Michelle, do you mind starting off and then we'll have yeah. Dr. Jaya talk about her journey? No, I don't mind at all. Um, when I personally have struggled with body image issues, my weight, it feels like my entire adult life. And before I was with Shut It, I was working nights. I worked nights all through COVID. I gained weight and I got to a point where I was incredibly unhappy. I did not like it all how I looked. It did not look like me. But most importantly, I didn't feel good about myself. So I called Jaya and I said, you have to help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know the next best, next best step. Um, and one of the things I'll add in, which maybe this wasn't quite like where we were going, but one of the things that matters, health isn't just about how you look and what you weigh, it's about are you mentally healthy as well? Mm -hmm. So for me, that was something I really needed to address because I had seen so much during COVID and then seen so much through you know other jobs that I needed to address that as well, not just what I actually weighed. So semaglutide, I will say it proudly, it has been a disruptor and a game changer for me personally. And I'm very grateful to Jaya for all the people she has introduced me to that have helped make me feel whole and healthy again. So you, so you I know, I know. <laughs> so sweet, she's gonna make me cry. Uh, you started on semaglutide this summer, right? Okay. So. I started in August when I was still working nights and I did not follow my own best advice, which is <laughs> you have to drink a minimum of 64 ounces of water a day because I worked nights and then I slept all day long. Once I started doing that is when I really started to see the weight come off and I started to see the changes. Yeah. Doctors and providers make the worst patients because we <laughs> think we know better than everyone else and then. Well, we have to follow the rules just like everybody else. I was juggling a lot. No, night, I know, I know. know yeah. But yes, we do make the worst <laughs> And so are you, how, how big is the difference now? And how do, how do you feel about you? And I'm, I guess I'm going to tell a little something on you. I know you okay. recently went to the same person that I used for as a, a makeup artist. And I was so excited because I thought she feels beautiful now and wants to um really play it up and emerge as a different person and it's just i love that yeah, yeah. yes yeah You're, yes absolutely i oh gosh i hate to use numbers and the total weight loss sorry sorry mom it's more than more than you thought but it's around 40 pounds yeah. wow so Wait, i should have known that but <laughs> it's it's not what the scale says for mm -hmm. me at all it's that I feel like myself again and I feel good about myself and there is no price tag on that for me. Like to wake up every day and feel good, it, for anyone who struggles with not feeling good about themselves, it really is not about a number or a pair of jeans. It's, it's so much more than that. Now, so many people I'm sure are saying, what is semaglutide? Right, yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. So, um, and, and it's the primary ingredient in Ozempic. Correct. 
Yes. And Wagovi. Yes. Okay, everyone's seen the Ozempic yes. commercials, <laughs> yes. right? Okay, yep. it's, it's exactly. that great. Talk about two, two levels, how it works internally and the experience the patient has with it. Yeah, I, that's such a good question. So semaglutide is the active ingredient in Ozempic, which is prescribed to people with uh, diabetes, and also the active ingredient in Wigovi, which is prescribed to people for weight loss. It's the exact same medicine. <laughs> There's no difference. The only difference between the brand names of Ozempic and Wigovi is the dosage that uh, doctors and physicians and providers are allowed to use, uh, but otherwise it's the same exact medicine. So um, basically one of the ways, like Michelle mentioned, that it works is by being a GLP-1 agonist. And basically that's a science term to indicate it's releasing a hormone into your body that indicates from your brain, hey, we're full, we've, we've already eaten, you don't need to eat anymore. So a lot of the ways that our, all of our brains are set up right now is to seek food out, especially in Louisiana, especially during king cake season, as a comfort, mm -hmm. you know? It, it, makes our receptors go off in the reward center of our brain. Like, oh, I feel happy, I feel better. Uh, something pleasurable has occurred, food is a comfort. So you do lose that with semaglutide, which some people have you know, come and be like, I think I need to go down on the dose. I just need to enjoy going out to eat once in a while and I just don't enjoy anything. But basically it takes the reward out of food and it also tells, it, it signals to your stomach from your brain, you don't need to eat anymore. So that's what's going on inside. Also, it, there are some mechanisms in place that actually slow down how fast food and drink are going through your gut. So because of that, it allows your uh, insulin not to have to spike to process a bunch of sugar. So all that to say, it levels out insulin levels in your system, which insulin resistance, whether you're diabetic or not, plays a huge role, mm -hmm. a huge role in your metabolism and your health. Uh, so basically it allows your insulin levels to chill, to process food slowly as it comes in. And because of that, it actually allows your metabolism to function as it was designed to function. So we always tell people, you know, you want to stay on the medicine for a minimum of 12 months if you can. The latest studies are now saying two years. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to do that, you're actually almost restoring your metabolism to factory settings which is amazing because a lot of us have done damage to our metabolism through fad diets or through dietary restrictions, calorie counting, and we need that help to help our metabolism heal again. All right, so we have a caller, uh, Wendell, oh. welcome to the show, and what is your question? Uh, uh, yes, uh, okay, yes, yes, I am, uh, I am overweighted. And uh, uh, and uh, and I want to know would I come come to be a diabetic or, or what? Because see what I'm saying. I have you know I have pains in my legs and all that kind of stuff and uh, and then too and I just wonder you know what I mean what I mean I mean I mean what what should I do? Well, uh, there's two ways to qualify it um, for it. If you have a primary doctor that you already see and you either qualify through being diabetic or through having a certain BMI, you can certainly ask your physician that you see already to see if they can prescribe those things. Or you can come to our clinic uh, where we actually have the medicine in-house so that you don't have to be approved through insurance process or go to a pharmacy and you can just pay 
fee-for-service with no insurance required for the medication. So Wendell, if you're either diabetic or if you have a BMI of 26 or above, which we can help you calculate, uh, you would qualify for the semaglutide and either Michelle or I could do your consultation at ShedIt. And so I think that, that you're, you're touching on a really important question because we all know the, the big stars in Hollywood who yeah. are a four and want to be a zero. Right. This medicine is not for those people. No, it's not supposed to be for going from a four to a zero, which I never want to pigeonhole anybody by saying, oh, you're... Um, your BMI is only this, so you shouldn't feel that way about yourself. I mean, we always want to validate how people see themselves and address it accordingly. But yeah, like um, I think Kim Kardashian and Elon Musk were the, the uh, front page spread for taking Ozempic for weight loss. Uh, but it really is for people who are in an overweight category or who are at some higher risk of like cardiovascular disease or diabetes or a weight-related complication. It's really for those patients. So, so what, what you're saying is that when you are at higher risk, and that can somewhat be measured by BMI, right. you have a family history of diabetes, right. you have a family history of heart disease, this can substantially lower your risk. Oh, absolutely. Part of my own weight loss journey is that um, and on, on the women in my family, uh, our family history runs rampant with diabetes. Um, and after being pregnant with and delivering my first child, Ari, who's three years old, he's amazing, <laughs> um, I remained overweight you know, for quite a while. Um, so I was approaching through lab work and through COVID and the pandemic and poor coping strategies during the pandemic, um, insulin resistance, my hemoglobin A1C, which is a blood test that measures how well your sugar's regulated, was creeping up. And so my doctor basically said, you're going to be diabetic, like your mom, like your aunt, um, if the, we, don't, we don't address this. So um, when I started it, I started uh, semaglutide July 17th, um, and I was 221 pounds. And I haven't weighed lately because I haven't been that great with my... <laughs> with my water intake um, but last I saw I had lost 32 pounds so the weight loss is great don't get me wrong I love the weight loss what I love even more now is that my risk of diabetes if I can maintain this weight is basically zero because I was able to address this before it got to the point where I was officially mm -hmm. diagnosed as diabetic that is life-changing mm -hmm. yes to not to have a medication to have an avenue where you can not get diabetes mm -hmm is, I mean, I, we, yeah. we both worked as hospitalists uh, for several years, so we saw all the complications that you could think of from being a diabetic, whether it's heart disease, vascular disease, not being able to feel your feet, amputation. I mean, there's tons of complications from diabetes itself. So yeah, the fact that we in this day and age can say, hey, there's a way for you not to ever get diabetes is pretty much miraculous. Yeah. All right, well, we have another caller. Harold, welcome to the show, and please yeah. ask your question. Well, I want to know, uh, uh, I'm a diabetic, and uh, I would like to know, uh, do you treat that, that uh, diabetic? Um, do you treat diabetics? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Every day, all day, okay. every day. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. 
And you don't need any referral or anything to come see us, Harold. You can just uh, call us or go to sheddedonshedroad.com, and you can book an appointment directly uh, to see either me or Michelle. Could I? All right, Harold, do you have a follow-up question? Yeah, can I get your number, please? Absolutely. Okay. We love that question. Yes. What's our number, Michelle? 746-3880. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? Okay, so how about um, the obvious question? Any medication that can do this much good you often wonder, uh, right. you know, in fact, my husband and I will watch the TV and it's, you know, you'll hear the little thing, this may cause death, blindness, death, yeah. all <laughs> yeah. things with all I the know. meds and you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's the fine print. That doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, yeah. What, what kinds of problems have you seen associated with it? Do you want to take that? Or? Well, there's two. First of all, we want to address that there are two groups of people that cannot take this medication whatsoever. Uh, the first group is anybody who has a personal or family history of thyroid cancer. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people have uh, thyroid disease. That's very common, like hypothyroid, hyperthyroid. That's fine. Um, but thyroid cancer, you cannot take this drug, and that's because when they studied the drug on rats in the lab, some rats developed a thyroid C-cell tumor. Is that right, C-cell or T-cell tumor? Uh, so that, and we don't know if, whether the same thing happened in adults or um, humans, so we just wanna like negate that risk altogether. If you have a risk of thyroid cancer, you cannot take this medication. The other group of people that cannot take it is, it's a very rare disorder, but it's called multiple endocrineoplasia syndrome type mm -hmm. two, or men type two, and we always joke that if you've heard of it, that means it's in your family. Because most people are like, say what now? Mm -hmm. So those two groups cannot take it. Um, do you want to speak somewhat to the side effects that people may get whenever they start taking the medication? Sure. So the most common potential side effects would be fatigue, nausea, or headache, typically within the first 24 to 48 hours after the shot. Those side effects are most common in white females. Okay. I can tell you that all of my African-American patients are very fortunate in that very, so few I could count on one hand actually have any side effects at all. So those are the most common. Um, I think nausea of my patient population is my most common side effect. Yeah. But the upside is that people that develop nausea describe it as brief and fleeting. Mm -hmm. So. It's not something you're dealing with every day or the entire day if it does occur. And there's obviously medication Zofram um, right. that can be prescribed mm -hmm. that oh, yes. immediately. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful drug, by the way. Yeah. It's amazing. I, yeah. I yeah. love Zofram. <laughs> if you're ever nauseated, you put it under your tongue and it's within like one minute or right. something that it's, you're better. It's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. we'll write that at the office visit. Even if you're just concerned about nausea and you'd like to just have a little preemptive strike, We'll go ahead and give you the prescription so you have it on hand and you don't have to be worried. And sorry, one thing I wanted to brag on, especially with Michelle, because she Michelle does see the majority of patients. I'm the medical director. She is like boots on the ground, seeing and treating the patients, and I see patients about once a week when I'm not at another clinic that we have. Uh, so I want to say, want to brag on Michelle. One of the things that we do so well at Shed It, thank you, thanks to Michelle and Takara, Lashonda and Crystal and Arena, our whole team is that a lot of clinics are prescribing semaglutide and they basically, you pay a certain amount of money, they give you the shot and you go home. 
But our clinic, we very much are passionate about let us walk this path with you. Here's the cheat sheet of how to do gray on this medication. Mm -hmm. Here's how to troubleshoot. If you feel like you're not getting the results you are, try X, Y, and Z. So it's not just receiving a medication, but you're getting full nutritional counseling, guidance, and troubleshooting along the way. And that is so important. Mm -hmm. It's one thing just to take a medication, but it's another thing to have an entire team on your side when you're taking it. And I really do feel like that's the difference that our clinic is able to mm -hmm. provide. All right, well, we have another caller. Gwen, what's your question for us? Uh, yes, I was wondering, uh, I suffer from mental health, and I am obese, and I basically binge eat. And even if I'm full, I will still continue to eat. So will that curb that effect, and can you take it if you have mental issues? That is such a great question. Mm -hmm. So the question is if you can take semaglutide when you have concurrent mental health issues. Uh, so one of the things that we do, Gwen, when you come in is we do a full history with you. We really want to sit down and talk with you. When did it start? What are your triggers? When did you last feel good about yourself? Semaglutide would be a great option for you. I mean, pretty much for everyone, if we could give semaglutide to everyone, we would be like, take semaglutide. Yep, take semaglutide. We would give it to everyone. But we also want to consider your history, what other medications you're on, and your budget. Uh, and actually for binge eating, um, if it's an actual binge eating disorder, there are two other medications that we prescribe at our clinic that are oral medications. One's called Qsimia and one's called Vyvanse. And those were designed specifically for binge eating disorder. Uh, and people have wonderful results on those two medications. But yeah, I, I would just say, not knowing anything else about you, that any one of those three options would be, would be a great solution for you. All right, do you have any other questions? Yes, if you decided to go with the three medications or whatever, um, would you have to get your family physician approval before you started the medication? You don't. Um, so one of the things, you can come directly to us without getting a referral from your family physician, but uh, one of the other things that I like to brag on is that, how long have you worked in this community medical-wise? Almost 18 years. 18 years, and I've been in this medical community 20 years since medical school. So if you would like us to work with your family physician, we probably know them between the two of us, because uh, we never want to not be on the same page as your other caregivers. So we're happy to call and speak with your family physician to make sure it's okay with them, to make sure that we're all on the same page where your health is concerned, but you do not need a specific referral from your doctor to come see us. Sound good? That sounds good. Thank you. A lot of good information. I appreciate it. Thank All you, right. Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. So, um, of course, I, I did lots of reading on this, and I have a question for you about uh, another effect that is not necessarily something talked about. If you're talking about cravings and food, within that group is alcohol. Yeah, yes. How does this <laughs> impact? Um, alcohol abuse disorder. Is that the right word now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I can tell you from my personal experience, I, I don't have alcohol abuse disorder. At least I don't have it officially diagnosed. Just kidding. 
But uh, one thing I did notice, because it does, again, that, that reward system that's happening in your brain that occurs with food happens with alcohol too. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you, if you notice this, Michelle and I both have been known to enjoy a glass of wine or if it's me and Martini. Um, it's, it kind of reduces those cravings as well. You just don't want it. And one of the things that I find interesting with semaglutide is that if you push past the not wanting it, for example, let's say there's three slices of pizza and you eat one slice of pizza and your brain says no more. If you pushed past that, then you get extremely nauseated. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we told you that we didn't need exactly. that piece of pizza. Or we told you we didn't need that second glass of wine. And now you're going to hear about it from your body. Uh, so it reduces cravings for food and for alcohol, which um, I had not heard of as a practitioner myself, but I experienced it firsthand. I don't know. Did you experience that as well? Um, yes. And then in meeting with other people and nutritionists and learning more about it, it really is true. As soon as your body gives you that first hint of, hey, we're full, you need to stop eating because if you continue, you'll either feel so nauseated or so bloated you will be very unhappy with yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so it might be something in the future that disrupts that pathway mm -hmm. uh, that maybe, who knows, in the future it could be indicated for, for those It could be a disorder. treatment for all of those exactly. people who are suffering exactly. from that. Because all it does is take away that pathway that tells you alcohol and happiness in your brain. It, it kind of severs that. So it could be very interesting to see what kind of effects it has for those kind of diagnoses too. And so what we're talking about, and this is the way I've always described it, is ending the war in your brain. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, that's such a good way of putting it. You know, yeah. our brains have a, you know, the, the it's like the good and the bad mm -hmm. side. Yes. Don't eat that king cake. You know right. you need to lose weight and fit in that dress. And the other one's like, oh, be quiet, go ahead. <laughs> you deserve it. You've had yeah. a hard day. So a patient taught me this term last week, and I love it. She said it has quieted all of the food noise. Ooh. That is good. So now if she goes to eat something, or let's say she walks by a king cake, it doesn't occur to her because the food noise is gone. Or when mm. she does eat, it's not in her head, you know, you shouldn't eat that. You know, you'll have to work out later. And I love that term, food noise. The food noise. Mm -hmm. That is good. That That's, so do you two see yourselves just staying on it forever? And what happens when you hit the weight that you want to hit? Do you start going down in terms of it? How, what, what is the, the maintenance plan? Yeah. Um, again, that is such a good question because I don't think people are talking about that at all. They're not talking about the fact that many adults who are diagnosed with chronic obesity, and that mm -hmm. means that for more than half of your adult life, weight has been a challenge for you. So if you have a diagnosis of chronic obesity, that's no different than chronic high blood pressure or mm -hmm. chronic high cholesterol. When you get on a medication to reduce your blood pressure, oftentimes there's a chance that you will have to be on that medication for the rest of your life. It's the same way with Ozempic and Wigovi. If you have that true diagnosis of chronic obesity, there's a chance you may have to be on semaglutide or Ozempic or Wigovi for the rest of your life. We like to be upfront about that at the beginning because a lot of people think that they'll come in and be on a medication for three months and get off of it and just go about their lives, you have to have an exit plan. So at our clinic, what we discuss is this is your exit plan. Either if you have a diagnosis of chronic obesity, let's really talk about maybe you need to stay on this. But if you don't have a diagnosis of chronic obesity and you got on it to just get to a healthier version of yourself that was less overweight, 
then there are other options. You can either reduce to a maintenance dose of semaglutide, which we do at our clinic. A lot of people have done that because they're at maintenance, so they want to start enjoying food again, but they don't want to overeat and they don't trust themselves to get completely off the medication. Mm -hmm. So one, um, one option is a maintenance dose of semaglutide, which will be less and actually cost less at our clinic. The other uh, option that we have is that we want you to visit with our nutritionist, show us what nutritional and physical exercise strategies that you're gonna commit to for three months before we wean you off of the medication. Because if you haven't changed any of your habits and then you just get off the medication cold turkey, you're just gonna gain the weight back. And mm -hmm. we don't want that for anybody. I mean, it's, it's terrible for you and it's, it's, it's a waste of, the investment that you put in. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, we also have uh, some oral medications that we can pivot to uh, that are less um, money intensive, but that could still provide the same maintenance benefits. So we have, we have more than one nutritional uh, and medication strategy in place to talk about maintenance. The, the most important thing I wanna say is that if you're not talking about the maintenance and exit strategy with your provider that you're getting this medication from, mm -hmm. you really need to be because otherwise it could just be that you're wasting your money and your time. All right, so remind everyone where you're located, who you are, the whole thing. Absolutely. I am Dr. Jay McSharma, medical director of Shed It and a patient at Shed It on Shed Road. I'm Michelle Doolittle. I am the PA at Shed It on Shed Road, also a patient. Uh, we do have Valentine's Day specials, so you can go to our website and check those out, sheditonshedroad.com, or, or just sheditcom sheditcom or you can call us at 318-746-3880, um, and we're located at 2211 Shed Road, Suite B. All right, thank you so much for joining us. I know there are a lot of viewers out there who are thinking, wow, this sounds so amazing. And we wanna thank you for joining us too today. We hope you've learned a little bit more about Shedded and that you uh, have a good afternoon.